I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Ben Carter. I head up Hip Hop by the Numbers on Twitter, where I use hip hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture. And I'm director of the Fifth Element, where I highlight the Fifth Element Hip Hop, which is knowledge. And welcome to Digging in Digits. Good evening. Wait, good morning. Good evening, Mr. Charlie. How are you this week? I'm good, honestly. So, it has been a very long week for me. This has been a lot of uh, just a lot of stuff going on for me personally. You know, a lot of family stuff. I actually had to obviously postpone my other podcast, What's Good, recently. And I never really do that unless it's serious, but you know, it's a uh, it's Sunday, it's the end of the week, and I'm looking forward to July. July's looking good, so you know I'm looking forward, and it's looking good. So, and and I've had a, I've had a couple today. So. <laughs> You're ready to go, man. You're ready to go. It's already I'm loose. I'm loose. It's already <laughs> it's July here. It's already July here, and it's been a pretty oh, yeah. good July so Bro, far. Honestly, yeah, exactly. Honestly, like I've got some. I've got so much. July is stacked for me. Honestly, I'm just like I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to prepare for it, but I'm really not. But that's adult life for you. Yeah, Nobody I know, man. Knows how to do, how to adult. I know it's fucking hard. They don't teach you that stuff in school, do they? Bro, oh, don't don't get me started. Don't get me started nah, on education, a, bro. That's another podcast. That's another. That's a whole other podcast. That. For, yeah, right. that's a whole. That's 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 a what's good segment. <laughs> what have you? Uh, what have you? What have you been listening to this week? Okay, apart from the one, and we know what the one is this week. We know what's we know what dropped, but we'll get we'll get into that in a bit. Um, past that, I listened to a couple of, um, a couple of just, uh, outside, outside projects, you know, I listened to a couple of singles here and there, uh, just from, just from artists I never heard of, and I was just like, you know, just trying to, you know, get some, get some new stuff, uh, listened to Her and YBN Corday's track, uh, Rax, that's an um, amazing track, really, yeah. really, uh, thoroughly enjoyed that, uh, but project-wise, I listened to uh, an EP by a girl called Pip Millet, uh, by who's a I think she's a I think she's from London anyway. But uh, yeah, she's got very uh, Georgia Smith vibes. Uh, it's a very you know very uh, yeah just a you know just your regular sing-song R&B kind of thing. So it's a very it's a very nice vibe, very calm vibe to go with. And also uh, Maya or Maya, uh, which is spelt like M A. M A E A R, which I think is spelt Maya, uh, who's actually one third of a group that I follow recently called uh, Jungle Brown, and they dropped like a music video recently called Keep It Moving. Really interesting, like really classic uh, feel of hip hop. Like it's very Guru Jazzmatazz kind of vibe, where it's just oh, nice. like you know, it's got a saxophone behind that. It's oh just yeah, a, that's, such a clean track. That's lush. So yeah, they've got an album dropping out, and I listened to one of the members of that, uh, his EP from around sometime this year just catching up on that and uh yeah man that's uh that's been pretty much it but we obviously get to the one which i'll which uh you know i'll let you guess over if you like <laughs> wait i'm confused what is the one are we talking about freddie gibbs yes there we go you got oh, it you got okay it. we're there well we got it yeah i mean i listened to a fair bit this week just before we get to freddie gibbs i listened to yeah. bath full of ecstasy by hot chip i've been like a massive okay massive hot chip fan and okay I don't know if anyone out there really knows them. It's just kind of like electronic, uh, very mm. heartfelt music. Um, they went mm. down a real dance thing, and 
uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's it's a, it's a decent album, I would say. You know, it's a nice album mm. if you're in the infatuation stage of a relationship, which I kind of am at the moment. So it was very timely. Mm. Uh, oh god, the next thing on my list is Indigo by Chris Brown. Um, oh wow, you actually, bro, I did it, man. you're such a don man. I Why do you take one for the team constantly, bro? I did Honestly, it. I didn't even clock. I did didn't it. even clock. I put the hours in. <laughs> I didn't put the hours in, to be honest. I listened How long for, was the project, by the way? It's two hours and 13 minutes, I think. Fuck me. I gave it... Oh, an, that is excruciating. I gave that it an painful. hour. You know how excruciating <laughs> it is? He made... Like, the, the songs with other artists are fine. Don't get me wrong, man. Chris Brown with a couple of rappers behind him. Really good. I gave it an hour. But, jeez, man. When he just... he He's making the same song over and over and over. And I'm like... Why? Why are you data dumping this on us? It's not fair. So, if you if if you are patient enough to 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 wade through that mire of mess to find Bro. the one gem in there Bro. somewhere, please send it to me Bro. because I can't. <laughs> Fuck, man. Bro, that's that you sounded so dismembered by by saying yeah, I gave it an hour and that was still too much. It's wild. <laughs> that sounded like that sounded like it should be in your tombstone. I gave it an hour. <laughs> Thank God. It was like life. I gave it a crack, but it was too much, man. It's just too much for me. So um oh, I also I also listened to Tom oh. York's album, uh, Amina. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I adore this album. I really like Tom okay. York's uh, solo stuff. The eraser was incredible to me. And I, I just love Radiohead, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my girlfriend came over and and I put it on because we were just kind of chilling and about halfway through she just looks at me she's like what is this is this whale sounds or something <laughs> like I'm like this is one one of the foremost <laughs> legends in electronic music oh damn so we switched Shut over down. we switched over to hers album um I listened yes. to Mustard's Perfect Ten that was pretty decent that was pretty decent okay. Is that DJ Mustard? DJ Mustard. He's mustard. Uh, he switched it up to just to just mustard. I'm not sure. Sh- just mustard. Okay. Just yeah. Mustard. I was a bit confused. I was like, yeah. is he the? Is that the same dude? Or okay. It's an interesting name. Um, but then yeah. then I so I did listen to obviously listen to Freddie Gibbs's Bandana and um, yes. All right. Fire. I'm just gonna say it because I've been dragged in Slack. I've been dragged on Twitter for this. I didn't like it. Okay. I didn't like it. Oh, really? I was bored by it. I'm like, Freddie Gibbs, what Ooh. is this, man? The, the production's decent from Mad Lib, mm. but I've listened to Jim Jones's El Capo, and I listened to Benny the Butcher's EP this year, and they outstripped yeah. it. And I thought every every artist who rapped on this uh, album with Freddie annihilated him, like really mm. annihilated him, you know? Mm. So mm. what did you think? Yeah. Um... See, this is the thing, actually, where I've been, for years, I was wondering why people were talking about Pinata so much, ah. and I finally listened to it, I think, around last year, and I was like, okay, it's great, like, I understand why people love it so much, but I could think of so many yeah, one-rapper, one-producer projects that are on par with Pinata. And I feel like I feel like the combi- the the duo. While I love the duo, while I love the duo of Gibbs and Madlib, honestly, like you know, if if someone put that in their top five duos, I'll be yeah, I can understand that because yeah. they have you know, it's two projects in and they've done amazing work, yeah. and I really enjoy it. I didn't see 
I, I, I saw Piñata as a great album, but I didn't see it as, you know, the best album of this decade, which some people can actually make a, uh, are making arguments for. And while I understand that, again, I can see, I can name so many, literally last year, right, Elzai and, uh, and Crisis dropped an album, Jericho Jackson, and honestly... If people listen to that, they would think that was on par... I honestly think it was on par with a piñata kind of record. I just I just don't see... I just don't see the Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib combination... It doesn't... As doesn't, yeah. On the pedestal... On the pedestal that people put it mm. on. While I respect it and while I enjoyed it, and just on the bandana um, thing, I really... I actually enjoyed it, I really... But I do understand how you think that every feature every feature oh. wax freddy off the Anderson off the track. pack at the like end push of that Anderson push pack a at the end of Anderson oh my god Yassin uh, uh, oh, yeah. Mike was there as well yeah, boy yeah, honestly just... every feature I enjoyed oh. fully so yeah I can completely understand that every, every feature really put the work in and I fully respect that um while I did enjoy the album again I just think fundamentally I think the combination of them two are extremely overhyped yeah but with that said, I'm not going to say I don't enjoy it because I really did. I really did enjoy the album. I just think there are plenty more, and this is and this is the thing. It's never enough for me, is it? <laughs> when when someone's into some you know really good hip hop, where like you know Madlib is one of the most underappreciated producers of this of our generation. Freddie Gibbs is one of the best drug rappers of this generation, probably of all time. If we're going for the just the drug rap, you know, just the just that subgenre of hip hop. You know, they're, they're great people, but I really can't, I really, I just have to ask for more, honestly. Like, guys, there are so many one rapper, one producer projects that you have missed out on, and you are sleeping on them. <laughs> I will be real. But with that said, I really enjoyed Bandana, and, uh, you know, it was, yeah, I just put it, plain, put it, plain, put it uh, plainly, I really, I really enjoyed it. But, um, yeah, I understand why you did, and uh, I can see why you wouldn't have uh, rated it as much as... Uh, the hip hop verse have hyped up to be. Yeah, and and I also thought I think Freddie Gibbs did that joint with Currency. I think it was last. Yes, year. Currency and Alchemist Fee. Man, that was a dope. That was a good project. One. I quite yeah, like Freddie Gibbs when he's next to someone else rapping. Mm. Uh, I'm mm. not sure why, but it just didn't. Yeah, on this project. I mean, you got Black Thought and Kill 'Em. Oh Mike. yeah, Black Thought as well. Shit. And yeah, man. and <sighs> well, you've got Black Thought and Ness and Bay on the same song. And oh, oh my man. gosh, when I heard Yasin Bey's voice, I was just like, oh, thank, please come back. Please just, wh- where are you? <laughs> and and I actually, I sent you this, yeah. um, I sent you yeah. that, um, uh, that uh, voice message about drunken hot girls that time. And mm. I was just like, why did Kanye do that? Why did Kanye <laughs> put most death on drunken hot girls? And I'm like, Oh, but just yeah. Every time I hear his voice, um, ugh, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I just I just want some solo project from him. But you know what? What I've twenty nineteen is heating up. We're starting to get some stuff. Yeah, it's getting there. We're starting to really yeah, get some there. stuff, and I'm I'm really uh, enjoying mm-hmm. where the second half of this year is going to go. I'll be I'll be real with you, and this is a small point. I'm enjoying more EPs than albums. Honestly, there are there are so many EPs that I've listened to over the over the past uh, half a year where I'm just like my EP list at the end of the year is going to be stacked. Like, more, probably more... It'll probably be easier to do the albums than the EPs this year, honestly, in terms of, like, top 10 lists, honestly, because there have been so many great EPs dropping. I can't... I can't... 
I'm I'm not gonna enjoy it. I'm not gonna enjoy it November December honestly because it's just gonna be so much trying to just ranks rank rank albums and APs is gonna be well, absolutely brutal. You know you know why that is right, don't you? Because why? I mean, Kanye's Kanye's influence. He had the five APs. Okay, okay, all right. Stop, stop, stop. All right, let's get onto the show. All right, if you can right. chat shit, all right, let's get onto the show. If you all can right. chat shit, well, we're about to let's chat. That off. We're about to chat so much shit. <laughs> I mean, yes. Let's get let's get to. The... <laughs> yeah, guys, this is going to be a very loose podcast. Intr- obviously, we're going to intro gonna flex out. <laughs> intro this podcast for me, Charlie, because I want to hear your intro to this man. Pitch, pitch this to me. <laughs> pitch it, please. Elevate a pitch. Okay, then here's the PowerPoint presentation. Thank you. So, so the episode is going to be all about Nelly and Drake. So, I have had this theory for the past maybe three, four years, okay? Around the time where Drake was comparing himself to Jay Z. Hmm. And hmm. I, um, I am of the for, the. for those that don't know, and. I mean, you. If you don't know, you'll know. You you'll know often. If you don't know now, you <laughs> uh, know. You'll get educated. You'll get educated often. Uh, I'm not a fan of Drake. Just 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 not a fan. Just not a fan. I don't I don't hate him. You know, it's not it's not hateration. I'm not that kind of person. I just I, I just don't see the hype. I I really just don't see the hype. I don't see the, I don't see the I don't see the. I don't see the numbers correlating with the quality, you know what I mean? I, th- I see I see more quantity than quality when I see his discography, okay? That's just how I am. And amongst more amongst more reasons, the main reason as it pertains to this particular topic is the fact that he compared himself to... Well, he called him... I think he called himself the GOAT at some point. And while I'm fine with that, you know, most rappers say that, you know, I, I get it, you know, you can... Take it, take it with a pinch of salt. It's when he started comparing himself to Jay Z and stuff like that, saying I'm a business genius. And you know, I'm not a Jay Z stan by any fashion, but you you can't just say you're Jay Z. You know, I mean, you can't say you're this generation's Jay Z. That takes a lot of that takes a lot of uh, you know, uh, putting stuff on your shoulders. You know what I mean? So when he started giving him bigging him, puffing his chest like that, a few, them few years ago. I think it was around the if you're reading this era, uh, uh, time time of years and the the future collaboration around that time. Yeah, that 2014. I started. 2015, I, yeah. yeah, exactly. I started taking him seriously in terms of okay, if you think you're the goat, if you think you're the best of this generation, show me, show me work, show me a body of work, one or two, just at least one. Show me at least one body of work where I can fundamentally say, okay, this is top five of this decade, or this is top five of this generation. I am still waiting for that, personally. I am still waiting for that project. And if anyone says anything in his discography is top five this decade, I'll happily battle you on that. So, with that said, I have had the theory, as it pertains to, and this is where Nelly comes in, I have had the theory that if you want to compare Drake to somebody, compare him to Nelly. Mm. So Nelly obviously th- practically owned the 2000s, fundamentally mm. owned the 2000s from a commercial standpoint, from a hit standpoint, from an album standpoint, wherever you want to go, he owned it. He owned the 2000s. Let's be real. It's a, it was a, it was a weird time. That was a weird decade. Let's be real. It's, it's just looking back. It is a freaking weird decade, but we can all agree that Nelly dominated the 2000s. And we can also agree that commercially, not quality-wise, commercially, that Drake has dominated the 2010s. 
And that's where the comparison lies, basically. And that's where the show is going to lie, this particular episode. Comparing Nelly's 2000s to Drake's 2010s. And in my opinion, I think that Nelly's 2000s is better than Drake's 2010s. And and obviously, when it comes to stats, it's going to be a bit hazy when it comes to obviously streaming. Because obviously Nelly wasn't in that that era. It was more CD era of of his time when he was obviously at his peak in the 2000s to around 2008, 2009, whatever. And obviously that's going to be a bit hazy. But I feel, and hopefully, I don't know this yet... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but hopefully, and I gave, and I said this, I said this on Wax, I said this on Twitter to Ben uh, early, earlier in the week. I said, I guarantee you, the numbers will back me up. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, I don't have to concede this from a statistical standpoint. But even if I have to, I'm still going to say Nelly had a better decade. But we shall get into that. And obviously, that's excuse me, that's basically where we're where we're going into. It's uh, in yeah. terms of this episode. It's a nuanced. The statistical analysis is nuanced. Can I just ask one question? How old were you when Nelly was at his pinnacle? Because because I see him at his. What pinnacle do you consider the pinnacle? Around o three. Okay, so I was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, seven years old. Seven, eight years old. Far oh, out. Wow. So were you listening to Nelly back then? Uh, subconsciously, I guess. Like, I'm not actively like I would listen to music now. Uh, back then, I was just listening to whatever my dad or my sister listened to, and there was not a lot of Nelly in there. There was a lot of Rive of Me. There was a lot of Hot in here. Mm. You know, I haven't listened. I, I will admit, I haven't listened to you know full bodies of. I probably, I think, I listened to Dilemma fully at one point, but um, yeah, I haven't listened to like a f- <laughs> a full Nelly project in a in a while. Uh, but yeah, 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 I I I was I was present. I was present. I guess I will say I will say that I wasn't exactly locked in, yeah. but you know, I was present. Well, see, I was 15, so yes, it was like at the beginning of my hip-hop, I guess, education, and okay. Nelly, Jay-Z, Ja Rule, Eminem, 50 Cent. That was the, you yes. know, that was it. Nelly, uh, you know, Jay has a line, um, only dudes move in units is M, Pimp Juice, which is Nelly, and us, Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. And he was correct. Mm-hmm. He was 100% correct. Ja, yep. ja was doing yep. okay. But like back then, you know, I got a, a few numbers. Well, Joe was putting the numbers. Let's be real. He was putting up speak. some numbers. Right. They weren't. They weren't as big. That's what, that's they what. weren't quite as big. I mean, Nelly during the two thousand oh, okay. spent nine hundred and two weeks in the Billboard charts. Uh, fifty okay. Cent seven hundred and eighty three. So Nelly was out charting fifty. Um, uh, I think Nelly spent five hundred and eighty three weeks on the Hot one hundred, whilst Eminem spent six hundred and two. I think. So that was close. Mm. That was really close. Mm. So Nelly, statistically, Nelly was right up there. I wouldn't say, I mean, with regards to top tens, uh, I think Eminem had nine, Jay-Z had eight, and Nelly had eight. So he was like at the peak. But, but, okay, so when you pitch this to me, I was going to smash you with stats because... And I, because look, the, if I if I read out the raw numbers, the raw numbers are in, insane. Drake has annihilated everyone because I've I've done this analysis. I even did an analysis of him versus the Beatles, and he came out on top. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So, but we have to remember about streaming. So, if we just take streaming out of it and just look at the raw numbers, Drake has spent three thousand six hundred and thirty-five weeks on the Billboard charts. 
which is totally insane. It's more than anyone else in hip-hop history by a long way. Compare it to Nelly's total, which is 898. But okay. if we go back and we remove streaming from the, uh, the equation, we look at Nelly just without streams. We look at Drake without streams. We have mm. uh, 435 weeks on the Hot 100 for Drake versus 409 for Nelly. We have mm. on the Billboard 200, 359 weeks for Drake, 338 for Nelly. Total, mm-hmm. Nelly's only 50 weeks behind, and Nelly has more number one weeks total. 36 number mm-hmm. one weeks as a solo artist, Drake has 27. If we look at certifications, now Nelly has a diamond album. Okay, that's crazy. Yes. Drake is not mm-hmm. anywhere near diamond status for his albums. Mm. Nowhere near them. And so Nelly's... Mm. And, and I think um, it was certified uh, nine times platinum in the mid to late 2000s. So this is not... You know, Drake's got yeah. albums that length. Mm-hmm. They're not anywhere near nine times platinum. And this was back in mm-hmm. pure... You had to go out and buy the CD. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. Country yeah. Grammar is a diamond. And there's only Tupac... Um, who else has got one? Outcast, Eminem, and uh, does Biggie have one? I think uh, Notorious Big. He may do. He may do. Maybe Life After Death. Let me check. Notorious Big's got one as well. Um, and that's it. I think that's it. Or yeah, Fifty Cent's The Massacre is not. Everyone thinks that it's uh, it's Diamond. It's not Diamond. So I thought heaps about this topic during the week and. I don't. I still think that Drake is a is a total phenomenon that is unmatched, and he's out out certified Eminem. But I totally get where you're coming from with the Jay Z Drake comparison. That is not a comparison. It's non-existent to me. You know what? I I'm not going to blow this person up because I have great and deep respect for them, and they didn't do this article in the end. But I was hit up by someone and said, "Can you do some numbers for me on?" Drake first, Jay-Z. And I was like, uh, in what context? And they said, just yeah. sales, certifications, you know, the run that Jay-Z went on from like 98 to 04 versus Drake's run. And I said, look, okay. I'm just going to say this up front. Drake is going to annihilate Jay-Z on the charts. and yeah. But I don't want a statistical article out there saying Drake is the equivalent of Jay-Z because I disagree <laughs> with it on every single level. He's yeah. just not. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, they, I ended up getting some stats for them and they never ran the article. And I was like, well, I think, yeah, it's it's just not even a, it's, that's not even a, that's not even, it should never be a question. I know Drake tries to say it. And I, I did an article on Young Money comparing themselves to Jay-Z. Nikki's done it heaps of times. Nikki's like, I'm the female Jay-Z. Uh, I'm in my hove yeah, lane. Yeah. I'm like, come on, guys. No, you're just not. So, yeah, statistically, eh, I don't know, man. Like, pre-streaming, Nelly's right up there. Yeah, so just to clarify, uh, Ready to Die, Biggie's album is a a six times platinum, and Life After Death, where it did go diamond. So It did? It did go diamond? Yeah, Life After Death did go uh, diamond uh, uh, in 2000. So, yeah. Yeah, I understand. understand, And, uh, you know, it's a... It comes. It comes. Uh, obviously, it comes to the point where, you know, the stats can have. So, would you say? Would you say that he's backed up my point? Or 
Have I won? <laughs> Just put simply. No. No. Fuck you then. Look. End the podcast. End the podcast. We're done. It's 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 end the end the relationship. It's over. No, it, like it's as I said, it's very nuanced and it's very hard to compare yes. across eras. And it's and mm-hmm. and the, the point I wanted to make, and I was going to make it a bit later, but I'll make it now. Nelly, because because I grew up in the Nelly era. Nelly was mm-hmm. massive. My parents yep. bought me Nellyville. All right, my parents bought me Nellyville. That's crazy. Yeah. I bought the Eminem show seven times because they kept taking it away from me. They're like, you shouldn't listen wow. to this music, so I had to go out and buy wow. it again seven. I never listened to Haley's song. I hadn't made it to Haley's song in until the seventh copy because my parents always found it before I got to that song. And one day my friend said to me, "You know Eminem sings on Haley's song." I'm like, "Oh, far out! I got to get to it." But he was such a cultural phenomenon, Nelly, that my parents yeah. bought him. So if streaming was around back then, man, Nelly would have cleaned up. Nelly would have absolutely cleaned up. Every song on those albums was a banger. And so that's why I think it's hard for us to say statistically Drake wins over Nelly because it's just, it's too hard, you know? Yes. So obviously, like I said, there's a lot of um, generate, there's a bit of a generational gap in terms of how audience consumes these two artists and how, how they consume Nelly. So obviously we can't fundamentally say, you know, you can't fundamentally confirm that, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this beats this. But I think my, I think my overall point was literally just to be, you know, just to say that he's not Jay-Z. <laughs> he's barely Nelly, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and obviously when we can, we can obviously look at some, uh, uh, some other avenues, like obviously they both have labels and stuff like this. So we'll you know, there's that. a there's a lot we can there's a lot of way we can measure this. And obviously, going just by sales is obviously a it can it can be a bit sketchy, and you can make your case either way. But here's the thing, I I I don't know anybody. <laughs> I don't know anybody that's just gonna say say this other than me that talking about freaking Nelly in 2019. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like nobody nobody's talking about Nelly. Nobody's no, talking about Nelly. No, I don't no. even talk about Nelly. I'm just doing this just to just to make a point. To be completely honest with you, <laughs> it's on podcast and me just trying to make a point. But um, you know, obviously cultural relevance can is obviously a bit. Um, is obviously a bit abstract to to get into. Obviously, you know, like. Uh, it doesn't really matter how many followers Nelly has. It doesn't really. It doesn't matter because obviously Drake obviously beats him in every facet. Because obviously he's the he's the current one. He's the current one. He's still and he's still doing his thing. So, um, yeah, I'm 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 just uh, I'm just low key happy that uh, we've we we have confirmed. And, and I f- I find it fascinating that actually someone told you to. Uh, compared Drake to Jay-Z because you knew what was going to happen <laughs> you knew what was going to happen immediately and you did I was you didn't want you didn't want yeah. your you didn't want your numbers to no say way. to say no uh, unequivocally and then go see some for some dude to go see this person said it this person said Drake's better than Jay-Z yeah, yeah. no no, no <laughs> nope, way that's not what I said not what I said that's exactly why I did not want to be attached to that that label yeah that's at toxic all. as shit what nope. Nope. <laughs> what, what I find really interesting about this whole thing is that, as mm-hmm. you say, like Nelly, we're talking about Nelly in 2019, and, and I was on Spotify, we were listening to Suit the other day, and uh, Spotify tells you when an artist has upcoming concerts, and he was performing 
with chingy, and so I um I was putting on some <laughs> was putting on some chingy. Yeesh. I bought jackpot. Yeesh. I bought jackpot. There's, 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 there's some there's some slaps on that man. There's some slaps on that. <laughs> but um, but so we're talking about Nelly in 2019. There's two aspects to this. One, I find it really yeah. interesting that you, who was only seven when Nelly was really at his peak, is speaking of Nelly in 2019. And the other aspect is, I did an article a few years ago that did quite well, which was looking at the rappers who fell off the hardest. Now, Nelly's was in there. I think he was third. Where okay. I statistically looked at how low uh, or how high they were and how low they had fallen like mo i think mm. was his album or 5.0 or something whatever yeah, something like that yeah and it, it just it just bricked so <laughs> i'm interested to know why nelly still has uh i guess enough relevance for you to want to have a conversation about him on this podcast and also do you think that drake is headed for a nosedive in the same manner that nelly took <laughs> You can't ask me that question. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay, let's try and be objective here. Okay. <laughs> no, obviously not. Obviously, Drake is not going to have a nosedive like Nelly did. Okay, there are many. There are many factors we can uh, we can throw in there, and. I mean, you can make a case for it if you really wanted to, but obviously it's all abstract because we can't predict the future. But there are some things that I wonder why, where I wonder why Drake listeners are still into him, you know, where I just, because obviously you, um, I think you posted literally a couple of days ago or, or you know, hours ago, or not yesterday anyway, yeah. where you posted about Drake's uh, paranoia bars. And I found yeah. that very, fa- excuse me, I found that very fascinating in terms of how can you, how can you be a Drake listener? And uh, there's uh, sometimes where I'm just, uh, where I listen to his work, and this is another thing, you know, I may be a Drake, um, well, put whatever label you want on it as it pertains to me and him, but uh I do listen to his stuff. I have listened to his stuff. And, you know, if, if I'm going to be critical, I have to listen to it. So, you know, I, I listen to it sometimes. I'm just like, what are you trying to tell me here? You know, that's that's kind of when whenever I come out of his albums, I'm just like, what are you trying to tell me here? Are you good? Are you not? You know, mm. where are you at? Where are you at in life? Because you can listen to one song and he's talking about being anxious or whatever. And then he's like flexing on the next song. It's just, it's just... And you know, every you know, many artists do that. Where like you know, something's sad, and then it's immediately just you know, a complete style change. I understand that, but I do struggle with that sometimes. I do struggle when I listen to his projects, and I'm just like, I I don't know what else you can tell me that you haven't told me before. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much where I come from as it pertains to this particular question. Will he fall off? Of course he won't. It's Drake. You know, he's he's. I think I said this a few a few episodes ago where. Uh, in the future, I generally see him, Kendrick, and Cole just being like Bruce Springsteen types, where they're still touring and they're fifty years old, and you know they're still getting sold out arenas in their world tours. You know, I, I can I completely believe that will happen. Now, if you want to talk about quality of work, then obviously that's another story, and I I don't really see that high of a bar being jumped <laughs> just personally, but um. Yeah, obviously, objectively, I don't see him falling off in the way Nelly did. I really don't... I'm trying to think about 
why Nelly fell off. And I think it's just because um I think it's just because at that time in America there was a there was a point where hip hop had an R and B phase. And I think I've talked about this before, maybe. I've talked about this for several people anyway, um off off wax. But um if you look at the if you look at the the twenty tens now, right, and you look at R and B, okay? And this is kind of a tangent, but I will get back to it. Um when you look at R and B now, especially male R and B uh, artists, people like Bryson Tiller, people like Black, um, what's their what's their style like beat wise? It's very trappy, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah I can song. see it is R and yeah R and B is right now is more is trying to be hip hop in a way because obviously hip hop's much more popular now. R and B women, that's obviously a, a different that's a different story because I think they I believe they're really keeping the keeping the soul of what R&B was uh, alive. But in the 2000s, hip, I think hip-hop had a R&B phase where obviously there was people like Ja Rule that were doing the thug-lover kind of uh, persona, mm. and it worked. And I think Nelly had that kind of same thing as well, where he was like, not probably not as... Not as OTT as Ja Rule, but he still had that. He still had that I'm rugged, but I'll still, you know, I'll still love you to death kind of kind of vibe. Mm. So I believe as if I, if we're trying to quantify why Nelly fell off, I think it's probably because of that because it really was just a phase. And obviously, Fifty Cent was a it was a perfect example of being anti that. And Eminem in in uh, in a fashion was similar as well, where they were like, okay, I'm not trying to be these guys. I'm I'm different. And Fifty and Eminem obviously clearly capitalized off that and became you know what who they are because of that. But I don't see I don't see Drake falling off. Sim- Another point actually, simply because again we said this before, he is fundamentally a wave rider, right? He will hop on any any new vibe that's coming any vibe that's charting he will hop on that i get i, I guarantee you i bet he's gonna do a dance hall album i i really guarantee i i really can see it mm. i can see it just at the end of the year he just or next year he just drops like a dance hall album and it's just gonna be like it's just everyone's just gonna give one big sigh you know, so I can I can really see that, and I and I believe that's why he won't fall off in terms of Nelly, uh, in terms of like Nelly did, because Nelly didn't want to evolve, and that's fine, that's good, that's, that's I'm fine with that. If you want to be that throwback artist, like like he's doing with Chingy nowadays, which is amazing, <laughs> then by all means. But obviously Drake isn't doesn't want to be that person. He wants to be on top for as long as possible, and to do so in his case as a as the mainstream hip hop artist hip pop eyes sorry he has to wave right and you know <laughs> you've got the ingredients cook what you like i ain't gonna eat it but cook your food bro there's so many different aspects to that you just brought up about 10 great points there the mid-2000s was a really interesting time in hip-hop you know Nas Very was saying <laughs> that hip-hop was dead <clears throat> jay-z retired and he said um yep. Hip-hop doesn't excite me anymore. There's no competition. Lil Wayne yeah. was heating up. Lil Wayne was yeah. on fire. 50 Cent yeah. was on mixtapes fire. Mixtapes started coming. Yeah, mixtapes. Mixtapes. Yeah. You got Gucci uh, starting up. You got Currency in the middle there. Um, the South started coming. South started coming. Kanye was just dominating. But but it just got it got weird because you then it you was had, very eclectic. You were so eclectic. You have Fifty Cent versus Kanye in that battle that he lost. Uh, that that Kanye <sighs> won. Deal. 
And so, mm-hmm. you know, I agree with you with the whole R&B phase. It, look at LL Cool J, who was doing it with, you know, Ten as well. That was a very uh, R&B-focused album. Can I say something on that? Yeah. I believe that LL Cool J, and while I, while I do agree with your point that he did hop on that, I feel like he was there already where, oh, yes. you know, from, from radio onwards, I honestly, love. I think he was that guy that him, Big Daddy Kane, those were like the two dudes that could get the men and the women you know, onto onto the floor, you know what I mean? So I do I do understand, but I feel like it's not that wasn't like LL Cool J hopping on. That was just LL Cool oh, J being yeah. LL Cool J. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just an expression yeah. of yeah, no, hundred percent just an expression of his the the kind of lane that he already carved out. A lot of people will point to exactly. him as as the uh the beginning of Drake's lineage where you go right back to the eighties and you're right with Big Daddy Kane as well, the kind of I don't wanna I wanna say sex symbol but I guess that's the correct, maybe, or the the easiest way to describe it. But yeah, fundamentally, yeah. the whole the whole criticism of people like you know Ja Rule, but from Fifty Cent, Ja was always like, "Man, you were singing on your your projects as well." Like Fifty Cent was even yeah. singing on, you know, his Candy Shop and yeah, his yeah. kind of Twenty One Questions. Like there was a real Bang softer up. side to those those yeah. albums and then yeah the the whole nelly falling off thing i mean grills went number one in 2005 i actually thought that was it went number one later but it was 05 and that was kind of after sweatsuit that was kind of the end for nelly and i think it was the end for that whole that whole kind of era of firstly when 50 brought gangster rap back heavily and you know we had jada kiss going platinum in that uh period as well um, I'm trying to think who else was around that time. I mean, obviously Eminem was writing some very aggressive music. G Unit was going crazy. I, I ran some numbers on Lloyd Banks. Uh, he went number one. Tony Yayo had a number one album. Young Buck had a number one album. Like that's crazy to me. Um, and then yeah, we had the the kind of backpack rap. But then what what I wanted to say was it got really weird because then Kanye dropped 808s, which was like. R&B, and that was super popular, and then all of a sudden that uh, influenced the new R&B sound and the new hip-hop sound with regards to production. It was a lot more trap-focused, a lot more 808-focused, and with Drake falling off, I mean, I I think there's too much behind him now. I think there's too much money behind him. Um, I just think, again, I don't want to go back over our major label stuff, but I, I really think I do it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where he goes from here because what you said uh, about not knowing Drake or not getting enough from Drake, I think we get a lot of relationship stuff from Drake. Now I got those numbers here. Hang on. Like actually, Scorpion was pretty low on relationship. It was thirty five point seven percent of his bars were about relationships. I think side yeah. B it was around seventy five percent. Uh, views was 56.9%. Uh, nothing was the same, 38%. Take Care, 52%. Thank Me Later, 49.7%. If mm. you're reading this, was only uh, 26.5%. That's pretty low. More Life was pretty low, 27.7%. Um, but he, he came to the game off So Far Gone, which was his EP, his commercial EP or mixtape or whatever you want to call it. And that was 60%. So 
I think Scorpion was the first time we actually got Drake. We got some uh, Drake as in not relationship Drake. We got more than just vulnerable, fragile relationship Drake, which in itself is just a lyrical technique um, that is very pop-focused. But we got scared Drake, anxious Drake, defensive Drake. Like There was like soliloquies and inner monologues and... And he was chasing his own mind down rabbit holes. And uh, when I listened to that first disc, it's so cagey. It's so defensive. And mm. look, man, it's pretty bad. It's a pretty bad album. It's not that great. Uh, it, it it's got a 38 user score on Metacritic. Like, it was poorly received by fans. And everyone was like, this is kind of mid to low. Whereas even with views, people were saying this is mid. But it still did very well commercially. And I just don't know if the Drake juggernaut could ever be stopped. I, I don't... I'd like to see where he goes to next because when you said with Dancehall, usually artists... What, what I've noticed with artists is they retreat to a solid position when they step out into uh, new territory. And, you know, using that Kanye uh, example again, they step out, they go over the hill, they get full of arrows and they come back to the safety Kanye just keeps running over the hill and getting hit with arrows over and over again. And it's the same with some artists. You know, like uh, Kid Cudi's like that. Kid Cudi will just keep keep going. He'll go out into mm-hmm. uncharted territory, and then he'll go further mm-hmm. into uncharted territory. But most artists pull yeah. back. Look at Eminem. He he had a, had a go on Revival at a kind of a different, more pop-focused album, and it got absolutely slaughtered by everyone. So he just ran back to... Uh, battle rap, which is where he started, in with Kamikaze. Yep. Um, yep. Jay Z does this too, and I, I you know, I, I, I love Jay Z, and I'm actually getting lit up on Twitter right now because I posted like three tweets about four, 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 and everyone's like, "You're just a Jay Z stan." I'm like, "Yes, I am a Jay Z stan." I apologize, but so, so I find it hard to criticize Jay Z. But you if got you, rumbled. If you look at his, um, if you look at his discography, he runs out like Kingdom Come. Then he runs back. American Gangster. He runs out. Blueprint 3. He runs back. Watch the Throne. He runs out. Magna Carta, Holy Grail. He runs back. 444. Like, it... Yep. So, so I think Drake, as you said, I think he's going to run back. I think Scorpion, he might have overexposed himself emotionally, and which is weird to say about Drake. But I think with relationships, he's fine with, with that. But with his like mental state and, and showing some vulnerability... I think he's going to run back, and I think dance hall's the perfect place for him to run back to. Wait, wait, when? Sorry, when did he start in dance hall? What do you mean running back to dance hall? Well, I mean, he didn't wasn't run back to Wendigo. Was this not like? Is this not one dance and uh, what else was on that views album? Is, is that his? Is that his root? Is that his essence? No, but though what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is they were very popular. Um, what was the other joint on that uh, controller? Passion fruit. Passion fruit, similar. Um, I think when I say run back, I, I mean run back to maybe not something that he's really solidified as his sound, but just okay. run back to something that was popular for him in the past and and okay. wildly popular. You know, One Dance, Controller, Passion Fruit. These were mm-hmm. very, very popular songs. And yeah. be, I guess because it's not a, a entrenched Drake sound, obviously it's not even Drake sound at all, you know, it's 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 just wave riding, but because he hasn't done like a dance hall album before, 
people, he might run back to that and say, oh, I was really popular here, so I'll just do a whole album like this and repackage it as new content and, and say, look, I'm breaking new ground, you know, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, I was yeah, I was just about to flame the shit out of you, but okay, you um, <laughs> you can still yeah, do I'm, it, man. You can still flame me if you want. Uh, no, that's fine. You, uh, nothing to flame, you know. You explain yourself. Right. Well. Um, I, I just want to, I just want to, you know, say that yeah, Nelly, Nelly, Nelly wasn't, he wasn't that deep. Let's, let's be real, you know. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's again, it's similar. To, it's why I'm, it's why I'm comparing the two because I didn't see, I saw Nelly for good bangers. You know, some good hip hop R and B tracks, some good fusion. You know, it's, it was he 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 filled a void. He he filled a void and became the best of that particular void. And once that vo- and once that I guess phase, I guess if you want to call it that, I guess that phase when that phase came out of the mainstream, then so did he, and that's fine. He didn't. He didn't come through with anything. Let's be let's be real. No, nobody nobody's listened to country grammar or dilemma fully you know constantly you know yeah, it's kind of dated it's, it's kind of dated it's, it's a little bit dated you yeah. know I'll, I'll, i can listen to it for a throwback you know if I'm, if I'm feeling that way then sure but nobody's listening to it for the fully i guess the uh for the essence you know what i mean no. that, that people just play ride with me or dilemma or uh in here for it's the memories of yeah. when that track was on wherever they were at it's, just you know, it's, it's kind of it's kind of a memory kicker but if anything so um yeah but with that with that said um that's basically what i'm what i'm trying to get at in terms of just comparing the two and why i see them as very kindred spirits i guess if into if you're gonna put a label on it, I just I I obviously came I obviously came into this you know I said at the start that I wanted to say a that Drake is nowhere near Jay Z yes from a business standpoint from a musical standpoint yes it is not even it is oceans apart preach. oceans apart preach this <laughs> preach it stop st- Ben your fanboy is showing <laughs> oh, standing too hard your, your fan your, you your can't fan look boy look this is the thing you can't be a Jay Z stand you cannot be a Jay Z stand he's just that good. That it's just <laughs> rational. Everything people say is rational. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, I've, I've said I've said this before. I think objectively, Jay Z is the goat. So you know, he's not my personal favorite, but he, I objectively I see yeah, him yeah. as the goat. So yeah. you know, just to just to say where I'm at in this, Ben's being the stand here. I'm not. I'm not. I'm being, being fully objective. I'm irrational. That particular point. Yeah. When it comes to that particular point, I'm being objective. But the subjectivity for me is just when I have to tell people that are into drake and there are many people there is i was at a barbecue right um this is this is kind of a little bit a little bit of a tangent so i was um i was at a barbecue a few a couple of weeks ago and a a friend of my a, fr- a friend of mine you know we were all like you know uh giving choices for music you know the laptop was there anyone could go on it and just like you know throw away from the one they wanted so a couple of couple of dudes couple of mates uh just threw on some drake and i was just like mm are you okay? What do they put on? And they're like, what do they put on? Sorry, just the cutting. Bro, do I have to like think of the damn? I don't know. Uh, mob ties and something oh, else. Oh, um, that's weird. Yeah, so you know, just just traditional drink. Um, and I was just like, 
why why are you putting this on and they, were, and they were just basically going on a soliloquy about oh drake's amazing mate what are you on about well you don't like drake like as if nobody can not like drake you know it's just it's, it's just impossible I'll, I'll be burnt to the state you know and i was just explaining to them why you know i respect the fact that you like drake and that's and i'm fine with that you can be you can love who you like you know but he's 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 not he's not as good as you think <laughs> i just want to say that to you he's like no no he's amazing man he's amazing he's the greatest artist in the, in the world right now i'm like is he though, is he though? so I was, I, was, I, was, I was just having that i was just having that's obviously paraphrasing i don't think they said it like that oh, but right, i'm right, paraphrasing right. yeah it was not, it's not verbatim but um yeah it's it, it was just bigging him up and i'm just like mm, no not really no no I no no he's not he's not that he's not that great but um yeah it's, there there is just a such a groundswell of people that um and this kind of, I don't want to get into this conversation of echo chambers, but it is kind of sometimes like that, where I'm talking to someone who isn't that into hip-hop, you know, not they're not that deep into it, they just listen what's on the top 40, and that's fine, I get it, but don't talk to me about, don't talk to me about <laughs> good hip-hop when the only person you listen to is Drake, that's, that's, that's all I have to say to, you know, to the general population, but as it pertains to this particular episode, I just wanted to... A, make a point, B, be funny, and <laughs> three, shit on Drake. Just a little bit, just just a sprinkle of shit, but other than that, I'm, you know, so. Well, che- cheers, Drake, cheers. <laughs> there's two There's two, two last things that I'd like to say on this. Firstly, Spit. being uh, being into hip-hop, and, and people know this now around me, and um, uh, being white and living in Australia, basically... Drake is number two. Post Malone is number one. Okay? That's depressing. <laughs> now, look. Post Malone is not hip-hop. That's depressing. Post Malone is not hip-hop. Don't... Yeah, don't that's why me. it's depressing. He, he can't... He doesn't rap. But people will that always... So depressing. People will play me Fucking his music up. and they'll be like, oh, yeah, Post Malone, yeah? And I'm like, no. No, 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 no. So... So we, Screaming in terms of place. We're talking about the ubiquity and the, the success of Drake. And I, I did the, the uh-huh. Beatles tweet. But then I did the Post Malone tweet. Now, Drake versus Post Malone. I'm glad lead, that. lead artist, 2017 to now. Billboard 200 okay. plus Hot 100 weeks. So this is 2017 to now. Top 10 weeks. Post Malone, 189 top 10 weeks. Drake, 113. Top five weeks, Post Malone 149 weeks, Drake 70. So Post Malone is annihilating Drake, totally annihilating. So I don't really know what to say about that except that Drake isn't uh, infallible. He's not the biggest artist in the world. When people say that you know he's the biggest artist in the world, he's not even the biggest artist in North America at the moment. Post Malone is that, which is pretty crazy to me. But the other thing I wanted to talk just really briefly about, and I think you have mentioned this once before with regards to OVO sound and what Drake's done for his label that he's created versus what Nelly's done for uh, his label, which was Dirty Entertainment and St. Lunatics, mm-hmm. which was his group. Now, mm-hmm. a little bit of backstory. I don't know the full story, but basically St. Lunatics was, I think it was created not by Nelly. It was created by uh, Ali Jones, I think. I think. Don't quote me on that. But um, basically, they wanted to get a record deal and they thought Nelly was the one who was going to be signed, who was most likely to get signed. Nelly was signed by Universal. Nelly reached back and pulled everyone into Universal with him. We've seen this with 
uh, Eminem with D12 or 50 Cent with G Unit, where he the the main artist has got the deal, and they've reached back and they've pulled their uh, the people that were around them at the time into the major label system for success. You know, Murphy Lee was successful, so yeah. If we look at um, how much uh, Nelly contributed to St. Lunatics and Dirty Entertainment uh, releases, there was significantly less. We've got one, two, three, four, five, five albums from mm. St. Lunatics artists. Nelly mm. provided 3,060 words of vocals, 331 bars, which is a lot, man. That's a lot. But it's right. what you would it's what you would expect. It's what you would expect. Now Drake has okay. OVO sound. Uh yeah. Party Next Door, Majid Jordan, DVSN, yeah. Roy Woods. Yeah. So we've got hang on, let me just count these out. 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 releases on that Counting label. With ben Carter. <laughs> Sorry man, this is this is me every day. I saw I ever do is just know, sit and count. I know, I know. So we're seeing so we got, the process. We're hearing we got, the process as we it's, go. It's how exciting is it? How exciting this is how the is sausage my life? is made, ladies and gentlemen. It's the <laughs> secret. It's the secret sauce. Um, <laughs> just counting to ten. So yep. it, Drake has contributed to those twenty-one albums, uh, eighteen hundred and eighty-nine words, which is just a little bit over half what Nelly did on like four albums or five albums, however much I said, and. Party Next Door is the one who's got the most. He's got, like, hang on, let me run the percentage of this because it's fourteen ninety seven. Now that is seventy nine point two percent, and and we know that Party Next Door is all over Drake's albums. He's all over More Life. He's all over Views. Yeah. So yeah. again, and and drawing a comparison to what we spoke about with Cuddy and Kanye, where. Kanye surrounds himself, and I'm not not detracting from Kanye's artistry, but he surrounds himself with artists who are cutting edge and and very creative to help uh, that creative process and to, to create the best art. Now, Party Next Door always seems to be in the studio with Drake whilst he's making these kind of songs. So Drake's in kind given Party Next Door a bunch of lyrics, but he hasn't done it for anyone else on his label. And... We know how important a Drake cosign is. We know how important it is. Now, if you look at this, mm-hmm. Drake performed, okay, I tweeted this, Drake performed 10 major guest spots in 2018. Four of those became the Hot 100 peak of that artist's career. Travis Scott's right. Sicko Mode, number one, previously 16. Blockboy JB, yeah. Look Alive, number five, previously had yeah. never charted. Quavo flipped the switch, hit 48. Meek Mill going bad, six, previously number 20. We see it with Chris Brown. He, he had his first top 10 single since like 2014, that joint with Drake. Um, it went number nine. So my frustration is that, and I, I know this is a long point, but uh, Drake just not doing anything for OVO Sound. Nelly was all over everything, you know, with the people around him. And, and it's another reason yeah. why you can never compare Drake to Jay-Z. I'm sorry, you just can't. Jay-Z was just doing the most for his artists back in the day. Drake's not doing the most at all, man. Well said, and you know what? I'm just gonna take I'm just gonna take this whole podcast as a win. I win, I win, you win, I win Charlie. And I win. 
You win, Charlie. And you, and if you if you want to if you want to battle me, hit me up. You know you know where to go. Fifth it's Element UK on Twitter. Hit it's him up. In hit the him description. Up. I'll, I'll add in him in everything. I'll add him in all yeah, your criticisms it, to me. Go I, for yeah, it. Just, just go for in. it. Get out of Come my mentions me. and get into Come Charlie's mentions, man. Come at me. Come at me. It's all good. It's come at me with your Drake fandom. It's all good, bro. It's all good. You can talk how you want. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, that's pretty much. I'm. I'm good. I'm good. So uh, we can uh, uh, get to the lighter note. And right. uh, I just have a. I just have a quick question because I actually I've asked uh, for people that don't know. I asked uh, Ben off wax about a very Australia specific question, uh, and I have another one. And I just wanted to ask this on wax because a mate asked. A mate reminded me to ask because I've just. Uh, because uh, I was I was out with some um, old school friends today just for some afternoon afternoon antics, and I've always wondered, Ben. Um, I'm not sure how much into alcohol you are or into beer specifically, but I've always wondered. In the UK, there's a drink called Foster's. Right? Ah, and... here we go. All right, yep. Hit me up with this, man. <laughs> I got I got some thoughts on this. There's it. There's, there's a drink. There's a drink called Fosters, okay. And over Very the years, good. I've seen I've seen many adverts about Fosters, and you know they they make it out to be as like the drink, the drink from Australia. Oh, you know, here it's we like, go, if man. you if here you if you've had Fosters, you've drank a bit of Australia. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> it's just one of those. Yeah. It's just one of those kind of things. It's just one of those kind of things. Like it's like when. Um, it's like it's like when you drink some tea, you you you're you're English, you know. What I mean, it's just one it's yeah, one of those things. It's like a staple. That's how the ads make it out to be. So my question to you, Ben, as an Aust- as an Australian, from a British person to an Australian person, I just wonder, is Foster's that mainstream in Australia? All right, man. Okay, the story is that Foster's is not mainstream at all in Australia. No, it is not. Okay. Now. Our two main beers are Victoria Bitter and Tui's New. This is basically what everyone drinks. They're either a okay. Victoria Bitter man or a Tui's New man. When I went to the UK, <laughs> I drank a lot of Fosters and I got a real yeah. taste for it. I loved it. Came back to Australia, okay. couldn't find it anywhere. Could really? not find it anywhere. I had to go wow. to like specialist uh, uh, English pubs to get Fosters yeah. on tap. Now, uh, yeah, it's... It's and and this actually okay. This actually leads into a lighter note that I didn't think I was going to bring up ever again in, for my entire life. But <laughs> now that you've mentioned this, it leads into a very interesting story where I was out on a date with Cook. a girl in like 2009, and I really yeah. wanted Fosters. And there's only one bar that I knew in Sydney that served it, so we went there yeah. and got yeah. Fosters. And the girl I was with went up to the bar and she said, "Livia." Etc. is over there. I don't want to. I don't want to blow them up. Maybe you can edit that name out as well. X is at the okay. bar, and this is a person I'd had some uh, some some violent altercations with in the past. And I'm like, oh, damn. And I said, how many people is he with? She's like, he's with five other people. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be a mess. So I'm like, I will finish my beer, and then let's get the hell out of here. He walked past me to get to the exit. We made eye contact. I thought, okay, this is fine. He's not going to attack me. He spat on me. He spat Ooh. on me. He spat on me wow. in the middle of a date. It just hit me in the back. I I didn't flinch, but he spat on me. He was with five other guys. I'm like, man, I can't no. do anything about this. Yo. So it gets to the end of the night, and I went in what? to kiss the girl. And we've already We'd already hooked up. And uh, I said, so this was fun. We should do it again. She's like, really? It was fun? And I was like, (laughs) 
she's like, I don't want to see you again. And I was like, why? She goes, you got spat on. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. So for my love of Foster's, I took, uh, I took some saliva to the back. Damn. Damn. So anyway, anyway. No, sorry, but you should have thrown hands. <laughs> I couldn't. He had five other guys with him. This is the this is my dilemma. I don't know why I do. You know, we'd 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 had uh we'd we'd had fisticuffs in the past. But mm. how could I throw hands if if there's cameras everywhere and he had five mm. guys? I would have lost that fight, man. Yeah. That's a tough one, bro. That's a tough one. I think one. in twenty nineteen, mm. I think in twenty nineteen I might have I don't know. I don't know, man. This is it's, it's a gray area. It's right on the edge of That's if a there was a, if there was a second loogie, then I think you're you're honor bound to to throw hands. But with just the one, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but spitting on the dude, man. That's that's just. Mm. That's square up, man. That's a square you know up how old situation, we were? We're tw- man. Twenty one. I know. Years old. I know. I know. That's a. Would oh, you? That's some would, deep context. would you have? Would you have gotten into a into a fighter stance and and you know put the fists up and said let's? That's what you know. I'm thinking about. That's what I'm thinking about. It's a tough one, eh? Yeah, and there's also the fact that you that you thrown hands with him before, but also the fact that he has a score with had, him, and I'm just and had lost just like, and had huh? lost. I'd lost the the. We'd had two previous fights. Oh, you lost. One, oh, wow. Okay. One one fight I did win. Um, and but I was I was uh, vertically assisted. I was on the I had the higher ground. The second fight I lost, so it was one all. But I was not confident in my ability. I can't fight, man. I'm a terrible fighter. I'm passionate. I'm a passionate fighter, but my skills are poor. Okay. Oh, that's that, that's. Wow. This uh this uh was just an honest question, and now it's just dipped into. The... Sorry, man, but <laughs> Ben you know, the MMA fighter. <laughs> How how I don't know, but how would you have responded to that, like, bro, man? I just like I I I probably just like go. I probably just go like I I probably I probably throw hands. I'll be just like, but I would just say, All right, if you want if you want this if you want this work, you can get this work, mm. but get your people off, get your people off, right? Just mm. if they don't interfere, we can square up right now. We can square mm. up, but I ain't having your people jumping me. Because that ain't how we're point. doing it, right? I'll probably just I'll probably just say that, but yeah, <laughs> that is that is oh that is a toughie. That is a toughie. You've left me something to think about. It's one of those dilemmas. Who I fought that guy? <laughs> it's one of those dilemmas. What's your uh, what's your what's your record with uh, with fisticuffs? Where are you? What kind of what kind of record are we looking at? Have you been in fights before? <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. I th- Bro, I don't even even fought like that properly in it. Really? I don't think I've had a fight like like no, nah, not like a proper like. Uh, I've had not. people around me fight, and then I've yeah. had to like either back someone up or like yeah, just break yeah. it up if it was between mates. But yeah. no, I've never been in like a full one with a stranger or nothing like that. I don't, uh. I don't really think so. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I guess that's just how it's been. I've just I've never been spelled. Let's let's say that, <laughs> mate. I've never been spelled. That's nuts. That was that's tough. Some, eh? that's disrespect. I just throw that jacket out, man. That was, um, yeah, that was a rough. That was a rough night. That's that's ten years ago, man. I'm still thinking about it. I'm never gonna get past that. How do yeah, you man. how do yeah, you come man. how do you come back from that? I mean, I had to reinvent myself after that incident. I just like <laughs> I, that that Ben is dead. It's like Taylor Swift. Mm. 
Let's just pick the phone yeah. up. No, 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 Ben's not here anymore, man. This is this is Benjamin or <laughs> new, new phone. Who this? This is hip hop numbers now. I don't know who the hell that person was. Hip hop numbers. Who this? Yeah, it was tough. <laughs> There's a tough thing to get through that one. All right. Well, we have we have learned a lot. We have, we have learned a lot this episode. I have learned that Foster's adverts in the UK has, have lied lies. to me. That's it's lies. It's not the man. national drink. It's That's not lies. national drink. I have been lied to, and I will be forever. I, I mean, I don't even drink the stuff. Honestly, I don't even drink beer that high that hard. Honestly, I'm not even I'm not even a beer person. I'm a whiskey whiskey uh, bourbon person. But anyway, that's he, that's neither here nor there. This has been digging in digits. Nelly one. I have been Charlie Taylor of Fifth Element. <laughs> I've been Ben Carter from uh, Hip Hop Numbers, formerly known as Ben. <laughs> Oh, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We shall see you next time. Have a good week, everybody. Take it easy, ladies and gentlemen. Alright, peace. <laughs> oh, boy. Digging in Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show is edited by me. Music for the show, piece from video games by bonus points. Thanks to Chill Hop Records for the ability to use. Socials, Food Fifth Element, Hip Hop by Numbers, bonus points, and Chill Hop Records will be in the description wherever you're listening. This has been the Fifth Element Podcast Network and Hip Hop by Numbers Collaboration. Thanks for spending time with us, and we shall see you next time on Digging in the Digits.